You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. For today's podcast episode, I have two guests with me, Jeremy Stroh and Brick Sager. And we're going to discuss our staffing uh, changes that are coming up on October 31st. As you know, we're going to make a vote from the recommendation of the personnel committee to move some things around, to reposition our staff for maximum effectiveness for our church. And one piece of that puzzle is that missions is going to move from a responsibility on Brick's position description, and it will become a responsibility on Jeremy's position description. So Jeremy will become becoming a college and missions pastor, but I thought it'd be worth a podcast episode for us to orient our church specifically on this one change, because for all three of us in the room, myself, for Brick, for Jeremy, for the personnel committee, and for the church, this move is particularly important to us. So let's take a few minutes to talk about it. So, Brick, thanks for being on the podcast. Jeremy, thanks for being on the podcast today. Glad to have you guys in the room. Brick, let me start with you. So uh, you are currently responsible for missions, uh, discipleship, and membership process. That's and, right. Yep. Um, after October 31st, you know, if, if we proceed with the vote, you know, as we think we will, then you're going to be responsible for discipleship and membership process, and Jeremy's going to become responsible for missions. But let's take a look back. You've been overseeing our missions for a couple of couple of years. How did how did you how did you fall into that role? Let's go back to you were the pastoral intern. That's right. You were a college student yeah. that was working with me um, in pastoral ministry. How did you become the missions guy at Carterville? Yeah, um, Ben. It- it's a story that I love, um, one that's really exciting. I, w- I was kind of at that stage. I was your intern. We remember that. And it was um, I was serving in that capacity. And then a Reed guy uh, transitioned to go church plant in um, Chickasaw, Alabama. And so out of that vacancy, I stepped in from an, from an intern position up into um, a ministry associate position to serve over missions for about 29 hours a week. And, um, man, I will say, since then, it's been really incredible to sit in that seat. Uh, one one thing that I that that I I consider myself to to almost have this a little bit of a special and privileged view to be able to see maybe from a little bit of a better viewpoint or a holistic viewpoint of all the ways that and I say all definitely not all but a lot of ways that the Lord is working and moving through this church family. So I'll say, you know, I've found in the last 20 years that Carterville has a, a strong heart for missions. Mm-hmm. I think that was something Brother Hogan and other believers imprinted on our congregation, you know, decades and decades ago. One of the things that I'm very excited about in the last five years, very excited about in the last two years, is that the church has kind of consistently been growing mm-hmm. uh, in our understanding of missions. Now, to be honest with you, the last year and a half with COVID, it's been very hard to think about Arr. staffing mission teams to, That's right. to mobilize and send our congregation the yeah. way that we want yeah. to. But I think that the missions team's been doing some great things. We've got some great missions partnerships. We've really been expanding our thoughts about missions. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that. So can you just give us a little snapshot, Brick, on as the missions guy at Carterville, what are some of the things that 
what are some of the things that we're doing yeah. missionally? Give the, give the church a, an idea. When we say that missions is important to us and this is a part of our ministry that's transitioning, Jeremy's going to be our college admissions pastor soon. What does that mean? What, what are we going to do with missions? Absolutely. And I'm more than happy to share about that as briefly as I can. Um, where I want to start is going back to this idea of kind of how some, I think some some of the culture at Carterville and our understanding of missions has changed in that, um, Ben, kind of one thing that you say very often is at the end of a service, we are going to be scattered on mission. So recognizing that missions is more than just teams going internationally, that we want that to happen. We want, we want to send teams out to the ends of the earth, but at the same time, missions never stops. That Carterville church, our church family is going out and living on mission Every day, and so in that sense, man, a brick a human could never see all that's being done in a week's span. So I I know that the Lord's doing incredible things, but we also have a a strategy. We want to we want to be intentional to to make sure that that happens formally, and so uh, some of the ways that that happens is through our partnerships. Carterville Baptist Church is partnered with 15 different organizations that we support financially every month. And those organizations are here locally in our area. Uh, They're in kind of larger, we we widen the, the net to include North America, and then we go international. And we've got some incredible partners that we engage with, that we support. Um, obviously, with COVID, we've not been able to send as many teams as we would like, but we have had Carterville Church members go overseas, even in the midst of COVID, especially college students. Um, we also have North American partners that we've had the chance to support and encourage. Um, it's pretty incredible. And then the area that we have most been able to engage with in the past year has been with our local partners. Um, we've got a ministry called Meals on Wheels that many have probably heard about where we've got drivers that go out um, every day. We've got different drivers scheduled to deliver meals to the elderly and sick in our community um, every day of the week, five days a week. Um, and so Meals on Wheels is a way that we engage. Uh, <laughs> we engage with our partners um, through prayer Especially our, especially the ones that we can't go to regularly, but we also support you know partners like Hope Clinic. We love what they do. That they're based in Hattiesburg, um, and gosh, I'm I'm pulling from so many different opportunities. This this doesn't even you know we're not even starting to talk about our partnerships with. Um, say, Operation Christmas Child, which is going to be kicking up real soon. Um, Operation Christmas Child and our offerings that we give. You know, I think sometimes we may put off those offerings as just a routine or traditional thing, but it's one way that we can be very much engaged and that our church has been engaged to partner with missions that's happening all over the world. So we've, we've got lots of lots of international, North American, and uh, and local, local. partners. You know, mm-hmm. from from task force to Mike Napper and That's gosh, right. everything in the world. On top of that, you know, BMDMI mission trips That's or right. Operation Christian, all of those things fall under your umbrella. So does what like disaster relief, That's and right. we've got. A, I'm super proud of the teams that work in benevolence. You know, with our yep. Hope Chapel ministry and our benevolence team. You know, that ministry has been meeting local needs. You know, I mean, exponentially uh, more than we were able to do, mm. you know, 10 years ago. That's just, that's grown, you know, phenomenally. So you've been meeting with the missions team, with the benevolence team, the disaster relief team. 
Uh, and on top of that, we just, you know, we care about the heartbeat of, of our church family. That's right. So, Brick, thanks for leading uh, as you have for growing. I know I've been talking to you about the books that you read and the mm-hmm. things that you're learning, and it's been neat to watch you grow and lead in our missions area. So thanks for doing that. Well, as we as we prepare to transition so that uh, in November, you know, Jeremy would take on that responsibility, you know, I personally would say, I, you know, I'm excited about that. It's true. I mean, I've, I've gotten to see you serve locally uh, and internationally, you know, with with missions. I know that you have probably deployed with more local and international missions team than any other staff member, you know, mm-hmm. just by virtue of being the, the youth and college guy for as long as you have been. You know, taking teams to our to our partner in Belize, you know, to lead uh, efforts with Lyle and Rose Rainey down there when they were there, and now with you know Brother Frankie and the others who lead in that ministry. Um, I have seen you do phenomenal work with you know in some of the local neighborhoods where we've tried to do uh, outreach efforts, and so I'm excited. I I know your bones. I know your love for people. I know your love for Jesus. I know how hard you can work. And I don't know how diverse your skill set is. You know, you can uh, you you really That's like right. you in a, in a in a really unique way. You're cut out. You know, for those short-term mission environments, almost like like nobody else really. Um, I was impressed. I know when you took a team with Mike Napper. I think you took the first team we took. Yeah. They got to go to Africa with Mike. Uh, super excited about you know that ministry. So I'm excited about seeing the transition as you begin to lead that area. But I would love to hear from you just a little bit. You know, what are some of your hopes? What are some of your dreams for Cardinal Baptist Church as we prepare for the next season? COVID is beginning to slack up. You know, we pray that it will continue in that direction, you know, and maybe we'll have the ability very soon to put our footprint back out on mission field um, in, a, in a better way than we have been able to during COVID while, you know, airline travel has been so inhibited. But sure, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, kind of where you, where you think we're going, where you want to see us go. Yeah, uh, man, I have enjoyed all the opportunities. And so one of the first things I think would be just mission awareness, kind of connecting our church even more to what are those opportunities like? Um, A few of our church members know about this trip or that trip or this partner, but there's a lot of our members who don't have a great grasp of all of our partnerships Mm -hmm. and where they might fit right in. And so one of our goals would be mission awareness. Hey, having a monthly mission partner that we feature that also during that month, uh, we're going to try to do something hands-on with them. And so having a monthly ministry partner that we kind of focus on, whether that's through the podcast, a project, or a day trip, or a bigger trip, if it's to Belize or if it's to Burkina or something like that. So looking into that, for mission awareness, just saying, hey, here's all our partners. Uh, so mission awareness is a big deal. Opportunities for them to serve is a big deal. We talked, and Britt mentioned this, about helping our members move into missions every day to realize that like, we live on mission. The mission is to follow Jesus and to help others follow Jesus. How do I do that where I work? How do I do that at school? How do I do that where I find myself every day? And so partner with our church to do those things well. I'm curious to know, I guess, two things. You know, number one, you know, how can we be praying as a church family, you know, for our missional impact? And then two, like, hey, do you see some opportunities for people? What would you like for folks to be doing over the next couple of months as they're thinking about how can I serve Jeremy? What are some of the opportunities for me? So first question, how can we be praying for the church missionally in the next couple of weeks? And the second one's going to be, what are some on-ramp type opportunities? If somebody's sitting in the pew right now and they're new to the church or they're new to the idea that God wants to use them in missions and they want to raise their hand and say, Hey, what about me? What do I do? So how can we, how can we be praying and how can people serve? Yeah. 
that's going to be a lot of the trick of what's coming up next. It's uh, trying to figure out how to connect them. So I would say when it comes to praying, pray that God would show you yeah. uh, the partner uh, and your gifts so that you're ready when that shows up uh, over the next year or so. A lot of what we're trying to do, um, we're going to try to be a little bit more public with it inside the church in a way that you can go, oh, I see that. So I would say keep your eyes open and keep your heart attuned to what God's doing there. Uh, as we show you more opportunities, have a soft heart, have a prayed up heart that says, God, when you show me the mission, when you show me a place where my gifts would be really helpful to encourage mm-hmm. and to support, um, show me the place where I can serve. So that as, as he does it, that we can go, yeah, this, this missions team member loves that mission partner and they're kind of leading the way. I want to connect you with if that Lindsay Skipper or uh, you know Philip Pitts or whoever's excited about that partner. Let's connect you. Let's get a few of you guys together. How do we serve that partner well? What does it look like for us to really lean into our partnership on mission there? So be praying that God would open your heart to it and keep your eyes open for what's coming. I would love to see you know God just raise up in our church this strong sense of calling. You know, to be able mm-hmm. n- not not just in our partnerships, but definitely beginning it with our partnerships and with trips and efforts that we might make, but also with, until until missions becomes our our weekly DNA, until really we all walk out the back doors of the sanctuary saying, "Yep, we are scattered for our week on missions." And mm-hmm. some weeks out of those fifty two weeks we get every year, some weeks those might be on the field, out of our local context in Africa. In Belize, you know, in Montana, in in Indianola, where in in Houston, wherever. But some weeks that that week of mission is going to be spent right here in the Pine Belt, right where we live, witnessing for Jesus. But listen, thanks to both of you guys. I love for both of you. I love your missions heart. I love what I've seen you do, and I'm excited about what God's going to do in the future. Uh, so, church family, be praying for us. If you have any questions, uh, don't hesitate to ask. We would love to see how we can help people plug in to God's mission through our church family. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Brick. Love you both.